Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. During this season of Lent here at Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, we are looking at the idea of a journey, and we're exploring that concept in a number of different ways. We're talking about the journey of faith and some of the emotional places that we go. That'll be part of our Sunday morning gathering, the different emotional spaces that we make our way through during this life. But then we also are going to be looking at our Wednesday nights at the places that Jesus goes on his way to the cross. With this whole idea of journey bouncing around in my head and thinking about what we'll do with the podcast during Lent, I'm going to be talking and interviewing people about their faith journey and just seeing where that conversation takes us. So I'm really excited to premiere the first of these faith journey conversations. Today I'm talking with Zach Lindsay. Uh, Zach is a young adult who's been helping out here at Bethany in different ways and participating in worship and our young adult group. And he's just an awesome guy, just an incredible individual. And as you'll hear, has some great insights on the journey of faith as he was reflecting on his life and how he's kind of progressed in different ways. So I'm going to turn it over now to this conversation between Zach and myself. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support of the podcast. Leave us a review or a rating in the iTunes store that helps other people find it, or just share this with others, especially during this Lenten season. People might be looking for devotional resources. Let them know, hey, my church does a podcast. You might like to listen to it. As always, thanks for listening, everyone. Here we go, though, an interview with Zach Lindsay. Hey, everybody. I am sitting here with Zach Lindsay. Zach has been helping out here at Bethany uh, since the fall, really. He got connected through Brian Jaster. Um, it works, has worked at Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp. Maybe you've heard of it. And Brian kind of got connected with him, recruited him to help out here on Wednesday nights playing stuff. And he's been involved in our young adult group. Uh, Zach, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, Happy Zach, to be here. Zach's super talented in so many ways. And what we're doing today is I'm just going to talk with him about his journey of faith. You are 26. 26, yes. 26 years old. 26 so years young. You've done, you've done the elementary school, high school thing. You went off to college. You're now working here. Tell us just a little bit. What are you doing right now? What, what does life look like right now? Yeah, so I just recently started a new role as a behavioral health therapist oh. at... Um, a place called Trumpet Behavioral Health. They work with kids um, that experience behavioral health needs, such as autism, Asperger's, things along that spectrum. Um, I also work at a distillery um, called Stranahan's, Excellent. in case you want to come visit. <laughs> yes, I still need to come and visit you there. And your behavioral health work, that's really great. Did you have any, like, was that part of your undergrad study at all? Yes, in psychology. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, really great work. All right, and then also you help out, you play in the Joyful Jammin' Band on Wednesday nights, which we love and appreciate. Uh, but please, you have been a person of faith that sounds like most of your life kind of grew up with it. I'm sure there were some ups and downs along the way, but just give us like a broad scope, kind of walk us through um, what brought you to the day, and then I'll loop back and kind of pick up some of the themes. Absolutely. So I was born and raised Catholic. Um, when you are born Catholic, you pretty much are baptized Catholic, and the journey starts there. Absolutely. Um, I was raised in all of the classes, First Communion, First Penance, uh, Confirmation, all of that. It was a lot of fun, but I also didn't really know what faith was. I knew what the uh, strict regiment of religion was at that point. Yeah. Um, but then we moved to Colorado Springs, and we were able to connect with my aunt, who was a youth director 
at um, Faith Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, and she was the leader of a whole bunch of day camps. She uh, headed up a lot of youth retreats. She made sure that all of the youth were taken care of, were able to have awesome opportunities, and make sure that they were able to plug into the community as much as possible. So with my cousin being my best friend and his mom being the youth director, I was able to plug in just as much. Uh, Even though I was Catholic, I was able to kind of see the Lutheran side of things as well as just like the bigger, broad faith spectrum of um, that like kind of... So during that time too, just curious, were you also, was your family still attending a Catholic church, but you were just doing Lutheran youth group things? We were, yes. Yeah, interesting, okay. Absolutely. We still kept the Catholic regiment, as I said earlier, uh, but we were able to kind of just, you know, lower our walls a little bit and let just the general theology and, you know, we're still loving and worshiping the same God, so... Yeah, yeah. Not a big deal at that point. <laughs> Catholics are good people, too. Yeah, Absolutely. they're great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of taking you through high school, about, would yes. you say, there? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, tell, where'd you go off to college? What did faith, like, that's often a time when people kind of walk away from their faith, it seems. Right. Um, you know, you do youth group all growing up, but then you get to college, and it's like, wait, there's doesn't feel like there's anything for me. Was that your experience? Absolutely. So I, um, I kind of was scared about going to college uh, just because like I wasn't really attending a religious school. I didn't really have a church home. I was moving away from my parents, um, you know, didn't really have like the strict Sunday by Sunday schedule. Um, but I was able to still stay connected with Faith Lutheran Church in uh, Colorado Springs. I started to be the music director as a part-time job so I could still plug into that church and the my faith life. Um, but other than that, I started working at Rainbow Trail during my college years, and that was able to kind of fill up my cup as far as my faith is concerned and make sure that I didn't wean away from the faith that I invested in so early on as an adolescent. Cool. Um, I was still able to invest in that pretty heavily. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Like all, the, all these places of connection that you had. And so it seems like, too, as I'm hearing you talk about this, um, that community has been a really big part of this. You know, even starting like from your youth, like you said, you're born Catholic, so you, you're just connected to the Catholic Church right away, right? Like that had its own familial form of community and connection. Right. But then it's your aunt and your cousin that get you involved in like Lutheran youth group stuff. And then, I mean, you mentioned camp, and as we both know, I worked at a summer camp as well. Not Rainbow Trail, sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, but uh, but camp, camp does community better than anywhere else, in my opinion. Like, that's just so at the heart of what it tries to do. So, I mean, talk to us about that. Like, how has community been important? How do you see that as a part of a life of faith? I'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, 100%. Um, being Catholic, you know, like I said, I was kind of born into it. I didn't really have much of a community surrounding it other than my family and the people I went to Sunday school with, but they were also kind of there just because they were not necessarily forced to be there, but that was part of the upbringing. Um, whereas when I started going to camp and experienced the, the youth retreats and the day camps, I was able to find friends and like family members that wanted to be there instead of you know having them feel like they were obligated to be there and so interesting having Mm -hmm. that sense of belonging and people that want me around in a walk of faith really just made me feel whole yeah and to see the the why behind why we were there you know like the bigger broader spectrum of 
faith behind, um, you know, our events and our uh, retreats and our youth groups. Like that really kind of bonded us more than just a, you know, hanging out on a Sunday. Yeah, or a, a absolutely. Well, and I think there's something interesting too about the the element of obligation versus like choice that you're kind of highlighting here too. Of that, like when you're obligated to be somewhere, I think it's a lot harder to create that community connection. You know, right. if it, like you said, like everyone you were growing up with, we just went to Sunday school because it's what was expected of us. And, you know, you were afraid of the wrath or who knows, right? Like there's all sorts of weird, weird reasons why people feel that obligation towards being there on Sunday morning and going through the motions. But when it's your choice, then it like comes more from heart space, I think. Absolutely. Right? Like that it's like, no, no, like I am choosing to be here. I'm choosing to invest myself in this. And when you find other people who are making that same choice, that's where connection starts and like the deep relationships can happen. That was definitely my experience too, is that like, I didn't grow up Catholic, but I grew up in, um, you know, my dad's a pastor. Um, and there was this real, you know, like you, you just got to be there on Sunday morning and wear your church shoes. Otherwise, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I went because it was just what we did. But it wasn't until I started doing some of the youth retreat stuff where it's like, no, no, no. Like I am choosing to be a part of this. And so are these other people. Right. And I felt like that's where the deep relationships happen. And there's just, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but like the the way that deep relationship just seems to be so essential to living out our faith too, right? Like when it happened, when I'm, for me, the moments when I don't have those deep connections with people, other people of faith are the times when I feel loneliest and the most cut off from my faith too, I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. And I think fear has a large part to do with that. Um, oh, say just more. Because like when you're going out into the world, uh, trying to work on your faith alone, like it can work and it, you know, in more um, often cases it does. But sometimes the fear is so overwhelming that it, you know, turns people away from faith. And I think that's the coolest thing about camp and that kind of environment or having that community, that faith community where you all choose to be together in community or surrounded by faith yeah. because it takes the fear out of the day-to-day -day life and it brings it to a different type of vulnerability, not necessarily fear, but where you're able to be like, this is me, this yeah. is who I am, this is who I'm showing up to be. And you are able to experience that with other people who are going through the same emotions of, you know, I am terrified of everything that's down the mountain, but I'm here to strengthen myself and to work on myself with you guys. Like, how can I be supported, but also how can I support you? And I think that's the coolest thing about the journey of faith is that we have the opportunity to walk together, you know? Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the things that I, I know a lot of people like to have. I, I know a lot of the critiques of organized religion and people feeling like it can be too stringent mm -hmm. and too, you know, like just force this obligation on people. And, you know, it's just you must go through the motions. And, and I agree. Like that's that's not, I don't think, helpful for a life of faith most of the time. Um, but in the same sense, like if you go too far against that, you end up with saying like, oh, I'm just going to do it by myself. Like I've got my own personal spirituality and it exists in this bubble by myself. And while that can be really good and really helpful, we all right. kind of need to develop that. But like the community connection, the, right? Like what you're talking about, oh, the yeah. opportunity to be vulnerable, to talk with other people about things you're struggling with and to feel supported in a walk of faith and, and reminded again and again, that just strikes me as so essential. And it's why... 
I'll still, you know, like why I'm involved in organized religion because I think really still good stuff happens right. when communities get together around faith specifically. Well, and I think the coolest thing about faith is that, um, you know, I think it's imperative to the human condition to either feel valued or feel like you belong mm. and to just have that sense of worth, um, not a, a, like in yourself, but also in like community if you can find it. And I think that's just kind of one of those things that every person, they may or may not admit, but they're also like looking for on a very low key basis. Absolutely. No, well said, well said. Well, and what's interesting about all this discussion that we're having, because one of the other things that I noticed, you, you mentioned it briefly, but it's also, you know, how I know you really well is through music. Like your music leadership here at Bethany is how we got to meet. And uh, you said you were music director at a church down in Colorado Springs. So clearly this is an important part of your life. He's really talented too, by the way. Like he's amazing. <laughs> Thank um, <laughs> but like music has, music is how a community connection can be created. Absolutely. I'm sure you felt that too, right? Like just singing together with other people for me is, can be a real mystical experience. Like I don't know what's going on, but it's powerful and moving. Yeah. Uh, so talk about that. Like, I'm sure you've got thoughts about some of this connection between community and music and faith and how all these pieces kind of fit together. Yeah, absolutely. I think the coolest thing that God gives us is the gifts that we, you know, may or may not use. But if we can use them to glorify him, however, mm. you know, they can be utilized, you know, i.e. in a worship band or if you are good at speaking, you know, you can preach, you can... Uh, speak to others. You can be a keynote speaker at a youth retreat. I think using your gifts or your passions to find those gifts and then use them to glorify God. I think that is the coolest thing that you can do with those talents. And I think that's what been or that's what music has been to me. Um, you yeah. know, I've always tried to find a purpose for my music, and it always just seemed mm. so daunting and so intimidating. Like oh, I'll never be in a cool punk rock band. I'll never be, you know, the the guy that's headlining on a giant uh -huh. stage with a whole bunch of million like screaming fans um, in front of me. But if I can use that to touch people um, in the direct vicinity or help them feel the spirit moving through them or through the music or through the environment in which I can play or be a part of, um, that music is, you know, accompanying. Like, I think that is one yeah, of the coolest yeah. gifts that, um, we can use in our walk of faith in our journey. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things I love still too, uh, music is just such a powerful uniting force in a lot of ways. And you know, if you've ever been to a really great concert where everyone is singing along, like again, it's mystical. It's goosebumps. Something yeah. is happening there. And and what I love, I mean, it. I've learned to just love. Sunday morning worship for the fact that it's like one of the only places where people still sing together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like live concerts, which cost a ton of money to go to and right. might not be that good. Yeah. And you don't <laughs> want a big old sweaty dude run up, rubbing no. up on you anymore. It's just like priorities start to change for sure. But Sunday morning, you don't have to worry about any of that and it's free. Yeah. Um, and, and there's just something really like, I think it's why religion in all forms, right? Not just Christianity. Like people have realized the spiritual element of singing together because it's pretty consistent across a lot of different expressions of religion and faith. And, and I think that's because like, there is something that happens there. 
Um, and I've actually, like, I've done a little, I was just reading something this morning about this, about like the mind-body connection and that there's literally something healing about the, like when you sing because it's kind of, it's not using the same parts of your brain like when you're just reading. Right. You know, and, and then to do that with other people also creates this form of connection. And then the cool thing is that when you sing together in a group, you end up having to breathe at the same spaces. And so when groups of people breathe together, like their heartbeat syncs up and all this like crazy biological stuff yeah. that's really like a uniting force. And you think about camp, you sing a ton at camp. Like I think that's a real part of the community connection created is singing all those fun camp songs passionately, you know, vocally all, all together. I'm sure you've got tons of stories about just seeing music change people well yeah and i mean even to your point about breathing together and being in sync together i mm -hmm. mean that goes back to the classical era of music where people like that's how they would come in at the same time uh, to like start a piece of music they would breathe together and then yeah. start on the exhale and um i think it just boils down to the meditative qualities of music like uh -huh. it lives off of breathing together it lives off of that community and that like syncopation that you have with others and so that way like it's not required but when it happens you know that you're kind of in that flow you're in that like rhythm together and you're feeling that mysticism as you were talking yeah, about like together it, it is an experience of the holy spirit for me absolutely uh not every time like not every hymn we sing on sunday morning necessarily but more often than not yeah there's just like god is here and present in some way i can't fully understand but i deeply appreciate um and i can tell you know like and it's it's powerful to have that experience personally but it's even more powerful to share that experience with other people in the space. I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen as a camp counselor is we had this like one squirrely kid, um, a middle school boy who didn't want to sing, who was just messing around the entire time during worship and stuff. And by the end of the week at camp, he was in tears, just singing no as loud as he could, like eyes closed, <laughs> tears flowing. And I was like, man, this guy was just chasing around every other kid at camp before tonight. And now he is sobbing, just singing his heart out. Yeah. And I think that is just the transformative power, not only of the uh, Holy Spirit, but just the power of that like mystical nature that music yeah. can sync people up with. Absolutely. All right. Well, so we, we talked about a lot of really like good, powerful, joyful things, but also the, the reality of the journey of faith as a whole is that there's ups and downs. Yeah. And so do you have any like times in your life where you felt more disconnected from your faith? How did you get through it? What you know precipitated that? Let, let, talk to us about any of those darker moments. Absolutely. So I think the times that I've been the most distanced from my faith um, are just the times that I've been the most engulfed in the world around me um, and mm. let that pressure kind of take away from the value and the import importance of what my faith is and um, the journey that I'm on currently. Um, you know, whenever I let that kind of pile up or I lose sight of the vertical and focus more on the horizontal, mm. it's a lot more um, stressful. There's a lot more pressure. There is a lot more people pleasing. There's a lot more um, second guessing or assuming just kind of about others, about myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, negative self-talk. There's not a lot of like redemption. 
uh, for others or for myself. And I think that's the cool thing about music because like it is able to take me away from those negative yeah, yeah. aspects, but also, Lovely. you know, it's not always the most helpful tool. It's not always the most accessible tool. Um, you might not always have headphones or, you know, a guitar <laughs> strapped to your back or something. Um, but at that point, I mean, you know, that's where that community really kind of yeah, couldn't, couldn't come into through. play. Um, and even if it's not about faith or, you know, or if it's more, hey, I'm getting swallowed alive here. Can I at least get like a lifeline? Um, just having that community in like brotherhood, sisterhood, but also surrounded by faith. I think that is the biggest thing that can, you know, pull you out and definitely kind of like recalibrate and um, put you back on the track that you need to be. Well, I really, I appreciate the, the language you used there of the vertical and the horizontal. And it's really interesting, I think, because in the same sense, right? Like our, our connection with God causes us to reach out horizontally, shall we say, right? Like that God compels, you know, you, you've already kind of alluded to that. Like you want to use your gifts for, you know, sharing God's love with others. You mm -hmm. said something along those lines, right? Like, so there's a, a, an inherent horizontal component of that, of like reaching out into the world. Yeah. And yet it's such a good reminder that, um, you know, like if all we're ever doing is reaching out even, right? Like even if that, even if that's really coming from a good place of like wanting to care and serve others, that can also like leave you dry in the end. You need to still continue to find ways to have the vertical connection. Right. I just know, I mean, I'm reflecting it because I know it so much for my life as a pastor is that like I have to attend to my own personal spirituality consistently. Like, because this job does ask a lot of me and a lot of reaching out and caring for other people. Right. And I can fake it, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> if I'm not really feeling that connection, I'm definitely not bringing my best self to this calling each and every day. And so it has to consistently, and it's so funny because like the, the horizontal connection always then does like compel me outward more so Absolutely. in the horizontal. Um, but yeah, you can't just be doing the reaching out all the time because yeah. then the, the well runs dry. I think that's the words that you use there. Uh, I, pr I appreciate that a lot. That's a really interesting, and, and of course, right? Like if you're talking about the horizontal and the vertical, you get the image of the cross, which is also cool. Yeah, like, yeah Jesus did all this super well. <laughs> Imagery. <laughs> Brought to you digitally. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, no, I really appreciate that. And, and good reminders too, to just kind of be attending to, yeah, to both aspects of our spiritual life like that. Well, um, Zach, you're amazing. Uh, please leave us with some closing wisdom. Uh, I'm sure you've got something that you kind of want to leave us with. Absolutely. I, I knew mean, it. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, like the, the world is scary and the horizontal is scary and, you know, it can kind of drain you, as mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, but it's worth investing in. And I think it's worth mm. taking the time to have conversations, to find community where you think that there is no community to uh, grow, you know, and make sure that you show Christ to others. Um, and if, you know, I think Francis of Assisi or mm -hmm. some theologian said, if you have to, uh, or talk to everybody about Jesus, preach the gospel to everybody that you encounter. And if you have to use words, um, I just think that's the coolest. That's a good Catholic reference. Well, I know. There, it's, a, it's like St. Francis. <laughs> He's awesome uh, though. Yeah. 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 Preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. You got it. Absolutely. And I think that's mm -hmm. just kind of showing the, the why 
behind the what you're doing first. Uh, so that mm. way people question, you know, why are you doing this? And if they, you know, are, if you're a good person and if you're preaching the gospel with your actions and with your words and with your heart, then I think then, you know, there might be hope for us after all. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, Zach, thank you for sharing yourself with us so honestly and so articulately today. And uh, for all that you do around here at Bethany, we really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah, a lot of, yeah, really fun. Really appreciate you. And you, loyal listener, thanks for listening, for your support of the podcast. Stay in peace, everyone.